What up, world? Surpass first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available wherever you get podcasts, and now also on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel and you're listening to my voice, do me a favor. Remedy that right now. Go to YouTube, subscribe to Lockdown Blazers, support the show. I would truly appreciate it. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about an ugly Blazers loss where they were extremely shorthanded. And then we're going to visit the rumor mill. Jake Fisher of Bleach Report has a whole big story kind of setting the stage for what might come in the weeks ahead leading up to the February 10th trade deadline. A lot of it involves the Blazers. They're expected to be active, and we'll talk about what that activity might look like. But let us start here with the Blazers game. They lost 140-108 to the Denver Nuggets tonight in Denver. This is going to be your fastest recap in the West like we do at this time. No Anthony Simons in this one. He joined Norman Powell and CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard and Cody Zeller and Larry Nance Jr. on the injured list. And that meant the Blazers only had Dennis Smith Jr., Ben McLemore, Robert Covington, Nazir Little, and Yusuf Nurkic in your starting lineup. And then five guys off the bench, Trenton Watford, Greg Brown III, Tony Snell, Kelgen Blevins, and CJ Ellaby, and everyone who was in uniform played and it didn't matter. <laughs> they got they got spanked by a Nuggets team coming off a really bad loss. Uh, they blew a 25-point lead and lost a game. You knew the Nuggets were going to be game for this one. And the Blazers were just super shorthanded. It was over quickly. They gave up 41 points in the third quarter. They were down 17 at the break. It didn't get better in the third quarter. And then nobody played their, their regulars. Some starters had to play for the Blazers because they only had 10 guys. Dennis Smith Jr. played a little bit in the fourth quarter. But no regulars for the Nuggets down the stretch, and they win going away 141-08. That's your truly your fastest recap in the West this time. Um, Blazers led by Ben McLemore, who finished with 18, hit four three-pointers. Dennis Smith Jr. had 17 and 8. Everybody in the starting lineup scored in double figures. I guess that's a positive. Uh, 10, from, 10, 8, and 6 from Yusuf Nurkic. 14 from Nazir Little. 10 and 7 with four steals for Robert Covington, who really struggled early and finally made some shots late. Uh, Nikola Jokic finished with 20 points, 8 boards, 7 assists to go with two blocks. Will Barton finished with 21 points. Had a very scary fall in the third quarter. It looked like he got concussed. They did not call it a concussion, though. They called it a neck strain. He did not. He got up under his own power and left and did not return. But uh, Nuggets got huge games off the bench from Zeke Naji, who had 16-9, uh, Facundo Campazzo, who had 8-12 and 12 to go with four steals, and 17 from Bones Highland. We don't really need to talk too much about this one. Um, I mean, this is, a, this is locked on Blazers, right? We're going to talk about it a little bit, but like, the big ta- here are my takeaways from this. Anthony Simons missed this game for personal reasons. Uh, he was, uh, the Blazers didn't say it, but he's attending... Um, uh, services for his grandfather in, in Orlando. So he's he'll be back soon. Um, Chauncey Bill said after the game he expects him to be back Saturday. I do too. It's, um, you know, this is family absence, not one that's going to be prolonged. Larry Nance Jr. was on this on the bench, like he's on this trip to start the trip. Seems like he could be back soon. And uh, earlier this week, CJ McCollum and his, and his partner uh, welcomed in their first child, uh, their son. And so, hey, hey, hey. CJ McCollum likely to rejoin the team soon, um, if not Saturday, then early next week. Um, at least that was the indication from Chauncey Billups pregame, who said that he expects uh, CJ McCollum to rejoin, rejoin the team soon. So, you know, um, I guess the cavalry could be coming back. Uh, Norman Powell entering, approaching a full Saturday will be a little less than a week in in, in protocol. So 
Um, he's in the he's in the health and safety protocols. Uh, no updates on his sort of status, but he should be back um, relatively soon, like the middle of next week, unless he's having some other medical complications that we're not um, aware of. So we hope Norm's doing well. But um, in general, like there's just not a lot of takeaway from this game because the Blazers are super duper shorthanded um, for the tank for Team Tank. Great loss, great loss. Um, it's just, you know, not a lot of good developmental minutes here to be had. Uh, my really big takeaway is free Greg Brown. Free Greg Brown. He played the last nine and a half minutes of this game, immediately came in and had a put-back dunk. Um, Tony Snell played 17 minutes, and I have no idea why. No idea why. Just just flip-flop those minutes. Give those 17 minutes to Greg Brown. Like, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to play 25. Um, I don't think he's, like, I don't think they're missing like a really talented player. I just think there's zero value for this team to play Tony Snell. Stop, stop. Just have him be the last dude off the bench. Um, and if he's mad, he's a veteran on a minimum contract. Like, just explain the deal. He knows. These guys read the news. They know that this team is um, headed in a different direction, I think is the best way to say this. Free Greg Brown. Let's just have Greg Brown play more. Um, maybe not every Maybe not every night, but this night especially, Greg Brown should have played 17 minutes. No reason for him to be the break the glass, the game's over guy off the bench. Um, he he doesn't he might not be good. That's part of the that's part that's like a feature, not a bug. You want him to be not good. Um, yeah, that, free Greg Brown, free Greg Brown. Uh, not a great Nas game. Uh, you know this is you know sort of big minutes, just kind of just like watching his ear little play. Uh, better, but he did shoot ten three pointers, and my goal is for him to shoot five three pointers or more every single game. So. Good on you, dog. Couple that you took off the dribble that were a little bit crazy, but without better guys to sort of draw the attention of the offense, without basically Anthony Simons to really to really be scary for someone they have to guard, um, the rest of the Blazers' offense can't function the same way. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. does well to set guys up, but he's people don't respect his jump shot. They're not worried about his in-between game. Um, teams are just going under and clogging the paint on Dennis Smith, and that makes life harder for everyone. And without a guy who can really create advantage off the bounce, the Blazers' other parts, which are dependent on other playmakers, such as Avery Simons, aren't as good. Um, and that's pretty much all we need to say about this game. On to Washington, to quote uh, Bill Belichick. On to Cincinnati. Uh, Saturday, they play the Wizards. Um, another game that you'd rather the Blazers lose, I guess. Uh, so... Yeah, we'll, we we will talk about that one on, on Monday's show, but we don't need to spend any more time in this Nuggets game. Let's talk about trade rumors. Jake Fisher, the Bleach Report. We're a big story today about sort of a scene setter for what's what's to come or what's the latest scuttlebutt around the league. So uh, let's talk about that butt that's being scuttled. It includes Miles Turner and Jeremy Grant as potential targets for the Portland Trailblazers. That sounds fun. Come back in the second segment. We'll talk all about it. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whatever that action is. Basketball, football, we got the playoffs coming up this weekend. Regular season rolls on in the NBA. We got college hoops. We got soccer all over the globe. Uh, the NHL is back in action. There's combat sports. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games, all available on betonline.ag. So go on over to that website on your mobile device or on your desktop. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Let's leave that. Let's leave a 32-point blowout with Blazers giving up a buck 40 in the past. Um, 
Not a particularly good defensive effort from the old pinwheels, but who cares? Let's talk about what the pinwheels might look like after the trade deadline. Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report wrote a long story today. You can find it on the Bleacher Report app or on uh, bleacherreport.com. Kind of detailing the... you know, the, the hook of it is like, what's going to happen with Ben Simmons? Because I guess NBA people who break news are just like legally supposed to talk about Ben Simmons and say, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> you just got to, you got to, uh, you know, mine your sources, do a really good job and tell the general public that nothing's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Um, that That's kind of the hook of it. But some of it is like with now uh, Damian Lillard heading for what is almost certainly a season ending injury. Um, will that sort of change Philly's approach? If they were waiting for Dame to be traded and now Dame's hurt, will that kind of change it up? But in in sort of that sort of larger story, little like a sort of vignettes looking at scenes from around the league or, or possibilities around the league, the Blazers are mentioned a couple times. And they are tied to two players who have been, you know, sort of like two of the biggest names that have very clearly been on the trade block and two names that I would be excited to see here with the Portland Trailblazers. According to Fisher, the the uh, Portland was considered a, quote, strong destination for Miles Turner, at least earlier in the year. It's unclear if that's still the case because the, the, the reporting suggests that when the Blazers were like trying to get into the playoffs that Miles Turner was considered, they were considered a strong destination for Miles Turner. And Fisher reports that the asking price for Miles Turner is multiple first round picks. That's kind of always the starting asking price for like starting level players um, for teams like that. And then you kind of work down from there. The Blazers can't offer multiple first round picks. Their first round pick is owed is lottery protected and owed to the Chicago Bulls until 2028, which means if the Blazers make the playoffs, which they won't, then the Bulls get the pick. But the Blazers are going to miss the playoffs, um, you know, uh, whatever, Nas willing. Um, and, and so the Blazers will keep their pick. Like if they're a lottery team, they keep their pick. So it's important for the Blazers, why they're in tank mode, to keep their pick, right? The Blazers just don't have picks to trade. Um, eventually they might, but they don't have picks to trade um, as we stand here today. So their offering for Miles Turner would be... Um, you know, it wouldn't be Yusuf Nurkic because the Pacers aren't going to take back another center. That's the whole damn point. So, like, forget that, right? It can't be, that's not going to be a straight across swap. So it would have to be something like Nazir Little and Robert Covington. Um, in I could see the, uh, the Pacers saying yes to that trade. And I like the idea of upgrading. Um, I like the idea of Miles Turner in Portland. Uh, I, he can shoot. I think he's a better sort of lateral, more better like lateral mover on defense to fit better towards what um, Chauncey Billups wants to do. Not perfect, but I think his defensive skills are probably match better for what they want to do than certainly than Yusuf Nurkic. And I think he would be an upgrade there. I think the shooting would help. He's not going to be as good of a pick and roll partner. And he's not as just sort of like bruising and big as, as Nurk is as a screen setter. So you, you, there are certainly some things that he's not as good at, but I think the, the shot blocking and the defense and the three point shooting is, um, could be really valuable. And I, I, I just want to, my whole sort of goal or vision for the Blazers is to put more athletes around Dame and Miles Turner, if nothing else, is a little more athletic than Yusuf Nurkic. But I don't love the Nas and Rocco trade because um, I don't, it, the Blazers have so few dudes who are forwards that Nas is upside as in that spot. Um, I wouldn't be super excited to add a center and have like zero forwards and, and and not a lot of way forward. Now, if they make other trades, if they, we'll talk about them in a second, if they make other trades and uh, and get wings back there, that totally assages and changes my sort of feelings on that. But just like in a vacuum, the Nas Rocco for Miles Turner swap, which I think is like the closest you can get to equitable um, without the Blazers adding draft picks. Um, something that looks like that, I think would, would help the Pacers be competitive and add some young upside player like Nazir Little. Um, 
I don't love. I love the idea that listener Kevin sent a while back of like a uh, three-team trade where you send uh, send out Nurk and Covington. Nurk goes to Charlotte. Some combination of uh, P.J. Washington and Robert Covington plus other parts go to uh, go to the Pacers and and the Pacers send Miles Turner to Portland. I love that trade. Uh, I'm not who knows, like PJ Washington also rumored to be on the move. So that could, that is the type of thing that could work. Um, shout out to listener, shout out to listener, Kevin courtside, Kev for putting that one together, because that remains a, a very intriguing option. Um, but that I prefer more because you're, you know, you're just trading two guys on expiring deals and you're not giving up a position of weakness and the most valuable position in the league is wings. Like everybody, everybody's looking for defensive wings. I'm a wings over, I'm a wings over big sky. Um, I'm also flats over drums in case you're curious, but I'm a wings over big sky. So I would, I wouldn't want to go all in trading my wings just to get back a center. Um, so that's a miles Turner. Like I think miles Turner is a realistic, although other teams are certainly going to be other suitors. Uh, Fisher mentioned a handful uh, of other teams, but Portland, a strong destination and certainly, certainly an option for Portland, a name to keep an eye on a name. I would be excited about the other name you mentioned is a name. We've also talked about a bunch here on the podcast is Jeremy Grant forward for the Detroit Pistons. Um, not as clear what the asking price would be for Grant, but, um, uh, Fisher mentions him as a quote potential target for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, a, a, a trade I teased before was CJ McCollum and Nazir Little for Jeremy Grant. I like that better because Grant can play three and four. You're still getting that back. Um, he's probably more of a four, but he can guard threes, so it doesn't really matter what position he you think he plays there. Um, he can play one of the forward spots and defend both of them, so he's okay there. Um, and and if you're going to give out Nas, at least you get back that someone at that spot, someone at that position of value on the wing. I think there's at the, at the forward spots, that's big, you know, big rangy athletes who can defend and score are, are highly, highly coveted. And particularly for the Blazers who are, you know, if they're going to build with Damian Lillard, big rangy athletes who can defend is the number one thing you want to pair around him. Um, is there a situation where the Blazers get both uh, Jeremy Grant and Miles Turner? Yeah, probably, but that means that I don't think Nas or Ant are on the team because those are your trade chips. So if you're trading for two good players, you're not going to have Nazir Little or Amphrey Simons on the team. Um, that seems like a reasonable trade-off. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be super wild about it, but I don't think that's that would be a, sort of a wild, um, wild approach. Um, the Blazers also want to stay under the tax line. So with all these trades, if you're cooking them up in your head or cooking them up in trade machine and then uh, sending, me, sending me the email screenshot, um, lockedonblazerspot at gmail.com if you want me to, if you want to send some my way, um, I'll read them. I might even respond and tell you I don't like them if you're lucky. And if I do like them, I'll include them in the show. Um, but yeah, like the Blazers want to, they want to shed $3 million by the end of trade season, by the end of, by the end of the year, you got, it's by the end of your, uh, the end of the league year you have to be they need to be under the tax line so that's going to be important for them um it, would it be important for me like if you're talking to me strategy wise hell no but i'm i am not a a uh, billionaire estate that that is running a basketball team i am merely a podcaster sitting in my basement yelling into the microphone by myself so jeremy grant miles turner uh, linked to the blazers reported from jake fisher who really like he's he breaks news i'm not just he's like Jake gets stuff. He's he's done. He's he has grown into over the last couple of years a, a guy who really is um, a reliable source for things that are happening in the league. Um, he's 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 plugged in around the around the world um, of the NBA. So if he says Miles Turner and Jeremy Grant are you know the Blazers are eyeing them, 
they are eyeing them. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, obviously, news breaks for a reason. Um, you know, you there's reason somebody would want the interest out there because it drums up more interest and blah, 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 blah. Like, there's reason to be out there, but it doesn't mean that it's false. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm excited about the idea that Jeremy Grant or uh, Miles Turner could be, um, the Blazers could pursue both those guys because I think they could help. Um, again, you want to tank and get better for the future. So it's a tough needle to thread, but I think you can safely land either of those gentlemen and probably um, still accomplish your goals of missing the playoffs because they, without Dame, they're not, neither of those guys on their own is going to push uh, this team over the top. You're not, you're not like, quote unquote, in danger of getting too good. But when Dame's back, both of those compliment, good complementary parts to what Dame's skill set is. And the whole point of this exercise is to complement Dame's skill set. On the other side of this, though, is more movement coming from the Blazers. It's not just them, like, concocting trades to make themselves better. Like, they might do, there might be some real big action. And Jake Fisher in the same story available on Bleach Report mentioned CJ McCollum and Norman Powell and, and along with Rocco and Nurk as guys who might be headed out. So let's talk a little about that to close the show. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. My favorite protein bar, bar none. Um, there was a time when I was searching around for a better protein bar. Um, I had I had tried Built Bars and I said, hey, these are really good. I wonder um, I wonder what else is out there. And I, I failed. If you're talking bang for your buck in terms of uh, low caloric intake, but a whole bunch of protein and deliciousness, you're just not going to find a better one. 17 to 18 grams of protein in all these bars, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and no more than 5 grams of net carbs. It's a pretty darn good deal. And they're also delicious. My personal favorites, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. But also, I rock with mint brownie, I rock with salted caramel, I rock with raspberry on occasion. Um, whenever it's available, coconut brownie puff is in the mix. Um, you'll f Whatever you're looking for, you'll find some, and there's limited time offers on built.com. So if, if there's a flavor that, if you're checking, there might be a short, a short timer that you fall in love with, and then you can wait till they re-release it again. In any case, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond, still listening to Locked on Blazers. Talked about what the Blazers might, who, whom the Blazers might pursue. But there's another side of that coin. Whom on the Blazers might other teams pursue? And there's some uh, reporting on that front from Jake Fisher. Uh, I'm reading from his story on, on Bleach Report is published today of setting the scene of sort of what's published today. That's Thursday, January 13th. When I'm recording this, you're listening to this on Friday, January 14th or beyond. Um, but I'm recording this on Thursday. Um, and it's a from that that article, it is setting the stage for kind of what's happening, what's going to happen in the run-up to uh, the trade deadline. The trade deadline is February 10th, so we're less than a month out. And, um, you know, we're, I guess we're sort of officially in trade season. Cam Reddish was traded from the Atlanta Hawks to the, um, to the Knicks for a protected first-round pick and Kevin Knox. Um, basically, the Knicks are betting that Cam Reddish pops and the uh, Hawks are betting that the Hornets, who's who's its pick, the pick they got from the Knicks, are good enough to make the playoffs, um, such that their protected pick conveys to the Atlanta Hawks. It's um, it's kind of a minor deal. I'm I'm a 
Cam Reddish went to the wrong college, but um, I'm a believer that he he's a you know he's the type of player everybody wants. He's six foot eight. He can defend a little bit. He can shoot a little bit. That's that is a coveted um, type of player. So trade season's here. Like this is maybe the third trade of trade season. Although one of them, uh, Roddy Roddy Magruder, uh, Bull Bull got called off once it happened. But like it's the momentum is happening, and I think teams that are sort of like vaguely in the hunts like the Knicks and hoping to get in the hunt or whatever's next like the Hawks like making trades is a signal that um eventually the dam's gonna break and we're gonna see a whole bunch of action I had a show last week where I mentioned why I think there's gonna be a whole bunch of trades I still think we're there um you know not a lot of teams gonna have cap space this summer and it's a really weak free agent class the way to get better is to is the trade market I think we're gonna see it and that might mean that we see it from the Blazers as well and according to Jake Fisher in the story from Bleach Report that um he did just a wonderful job of giving us little nuggets to talk about here on the podcast appreciate you Jake um that there's there's interest in CJ McCollum and the the thing is that there's interest in CJ McCollum probably below the Blazers previous asking price in the past with Neil Olshay the Blazers were asking for the moon they want a star if they're going to trade CJ out they want a star in return in fact there was some reporting in the past that um the Blazers this is from Kevin Arvins VSPN this is years ago but like um that uh the Blazers maybe balked at, at not maybe, the Blazers balked at trading CJ McCollum for Kawhi Leonard back uh, in the 2018, back in the summer of 2018. So like the asking price and even their their sort of willingness to risk it was um, out, outrageous. And now with Neil Shea out of the picture and Joe Cronin running things, the maybe the asking price has changed a little bit is, is the reporting from Jake Fisher. I'll push back on that a little bit. Uh, Jason Quick was on the podcast last week, uh, actually Thursday's show last week if you haven't listened to it. And he mentioned that he was under the impression that the Blazers' asking price for CJ McCollum remained very high. Like they still wanted to get a star back in return. Um, so it's, you know... Uh, both people in a way can be right that the Blazers have come down off of Neil Olshay's asking price, but are still asking for a lot. The, um, the, the reporting, the wording from Jake Fisher is pretty hilarious. It says there would be a sizable market at a lower evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If the Blazers asked for less in return for CJ McCollum, more people would be willing to give them less. Um, you know, that's like the sort of vagaries protecting your sources. I know, like I get, I know the game here, uh, Jake, and I'm sure he's like super plugged in and is absolute, like I said, he, he gets it right. But, um, yeah, yes, yes. The Blazers would, there would be more of a market for CJ McCollum if the asking price was less. <laughs> I think that is uncontroversial and certainly true. Like just logic wise, absolutely true. Um, but I think like you can look at it two ways. One, duh, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But you could look at it the other way and say like, if the Blazers want to move CJ McCollum, there are teams out there that would do it. Like there are, there are teams that absolutely would oblige them if their if their interest was to trade CJ and get some other parts back. Now, could they get back what they want? Could they get get back something that helps them be good right away or improves them heading into next year? That is probably debatable. But if they want to move CJ, he's the the reporting from Jake Fisher suggests he is absolutely not untradeable or like a or like a you know a negative asset where you'd have to attach. Anthony Simons or Nazir Little or whatever to him to like make it happen. It, there is interest in in trading for a a dude who can really go score. Um, I'm look I'm looking at you, New Orleans Pelicans. Y'all need a guard who's like competent. With all due respect to Devonte Graham, who once looked that way, and is your Nikhil Alexander Walker, who was extremely competent when he played the Blazers, but has mostly been. Um, a poor decision maker. CJ would be a great fit there. A dude can go get a bucket. He would help. Um, 
In addition to CJ McCollum, there is some speculation that Norman Powell could be traded. Uh, Powell is available or eligible to be traded after January 15th. That is this coming Saturday. So um, there's a chance that Norman Powell gets traded after Saturday and, and sometime in the in the lead up to the February 10th trade deadline. Um, the reporting from Fisher suggests that Powell would, quote, be open to a new destination. Um, okay, so that me might mean that there's some, he's not super happy with, with the Blazers situation. The team stinks. He thought he was going to trade to a good team. He's, he's a weird fit on the roster, et cetera, et cetera. But also, like, it's the Blazers that will decide whether they are open to sending Norman Powell to a new destination. He's on the, on under contract for another four years at at least a relatively palatable deal. Maybe like the last half when Powell's 32 might not be like a super palatable deal, but the the next uh, two plus seasons are like very reasonable to pay Norman Powell, if not just like a straight up good, good money for Powell, like a good contract for him. Um, I think that means like to watch both guards. I think there's a chance, um, there's a chance that Rocco, Nurk, Norman Powell, CJ McCollum all get traded. Um, it, would I bank on all four? No, but I think like between the Blazers being linked to the Miles Turner and Jeremy Grants and to there being some interest in CJ McCollum. And I, I, I don't think you can come back next year with the, uh, to, to quote, to quote a friend, the Mick Lillard, um, backcourt. Like, I don't think you can do that. Um, I just, it just, it would be. I don't know if irresponsible is the right word, but it would be bizarre if after all this you said, okay, well, maybe one more year, Damon, CJ. We'll see if that works. Um, so, like, I I think you kind of have to trade CJ McCollum at some point over the next four months, um, you know, or, or bef you know, before the season starts in August, right? But, like, uh, or training camp starts in August. But, like, yeah, like, I don't think it's a guarantee that he gets traded because you got to figure out what the market is and that market might shift as you head into the draft and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think with Norman Powell, like if he's a, he's been one of the most consistent players, he's straight up good. His contract isn't super onerous. Um, he could help as he's a, he's like a role player type of guy, but he's, you know, he's a dude who can score and get to the rim, being able to, someone who can get to the rim, the Blazers would really miss his ability to put pressure on the rim. That's not a skill set they have outside of Norman Powell, but, um, you know, they could, that is someone who could bring back some value. I think there's a chance the Blazers make big, big, big old moves and multiple transactions. Everyone you talk to thinks the Blazers are going to be, um, are going to be active. And I don't mean that to say like, I'm out here like fielding calls or whatever. I'm not going to misrepresent myself that way. I'm not even out here making calls right now. Um, but Jared Greenberg mentioned it on the TNT broadcast that he had heard, he had been told the Blazers are going to be super active. Jake Fisher is reporting they're going to be super active. Mark Stein, Mike, Mark Stein has reported they're going to be super active. Jason Quick, right here in this podcast, has reported he anticipates them to be super active. Joe Cronin, when he first got the job, said they were going to be super active. Like, they're going to make trades. It's coming. It's just like, what does it look like? And I think we're getting some shape of what that looks like. It could look like Miles Turner. It could look like Jeremy Grant. It could look like the end of the CJ McCollum era. And it could absolutely mean the end of Norman Powell's brief stay with the Portland Trailblazers. All of the, all of those things are certainly, um, are certainly on the table. I think, um, I think Robert Covington and Yusuf Nurkic will both be traded. And I think there's other, um, there are the other two guys so with Norman um CJ could be traded and that means like pretty much anyone else to make the money work with uh Zeller and Larry Nance and Nas and Ants like every non-dame person on the roster could be available and I think anyone in the who's plugged in in the world um thinks the Blazers are going to make trades I think all of us um who are maybe not as plugged in or um or are just sort of hoping for trades and never dreaming of being plugged in are like 
there's a lot of anticipation that movement is coming, and I think we're starting to see more of that momentum heading in that direction. So, I don't know, watch this space, because when it happens, you'll know where to find it, right here on Locked on Blazers. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we'll have more shows next week, five days a week, free wherever you got podcasts, and also on YouTube. Make it part of your daily routine and make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your first listen every day. Tell your friends to do the same. Tell them to find us wherever they got podcasts, as well as YouTube. Just search Locked on Blazers. We'll be right there waiting for them. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.